You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound into your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Happy to have you rock with me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. It was media day yesterday for Carolina basketball, and we're going to have some key takeaways that we saw from Roy Williams and some of the players, Garrison Brooks, Andrew Playtech, and Leaky Black. All part of the conversation about what the Heels will bring this season. We're also going to talk to Mike talk to talk about Mac Brown and what he is excited for when it comes to these Tar Heels. He had a midweek press conference and as we all know he gives his feedback and let's break that down, have a conversation about that, shall we? All right, getting into it. UNC basketball finished the last season 14-19, which was arguably one of the worst seasons in Roy Williams' history. It was, you know, on paper statistically, but just emotionally, right? We saw a Carolina team that just was hit with the injury bug. We had some grad transfers that we thought were going to, you know, really stand out and be great additions to the team. Didn't quite work out quite as we as we expected. However, it's a change. It's a new season, and senior leadership seems a little bit different. Guys know where to turn now instead of having to play you know, kind of a, a posterior role. They're more thriving in the fact that they can be upfront vocal. And if they're not a vocal leader, they decide to show by example. And that is exactly what Carolina needs right now in this moment in the season, especially with 2020. And they're still not knowing how everything will shake out with with basketball, NCAA basketball in general. It just helps to have guys who are going to lead the team in a positive light. And I feel that energy from Garrison Brooks and from Andrew Playtech. I think that those are two guys, especially that stick out to me that are leaders who will not only hold others accountable, but hold themselves as accountable, accountable as well. So let's talk about Roy Williams, who sat down with the media, gave an overall synopsis of what he feels like the team has been doing through what is now seven practices and how he is thinking that because there are more freshmen to the team have to go slower. He was talking about how we're used to seeing, you know, when you have upperclassmen who are more polished, you don't have to go as slow. You don't have to break it down. You can have this sort of push pull method where you can push them, but you have to, you know, you don't have to, you know, coddle them every now and then or give them that nice little pep talk. But with freshmen, you have to do that, right? And we all know 18, 19 year old, you're trying to play for a prominent school like Carolina you want to feel the love you want to feel as if like I'm somebody I'm doing big things you've been told your whole life that you're amazing and so when you get to a school like Carolina you realize you want to do some sprints and it ain't gonna be quite what you thought you have to get that reassurance that you are there for a reason I remember my freshman year getting to Carolina and swimming and I just was like this is kind of hell and making people pay for like you know doing teams mess up and having to run drills or you know compete in practice a little bit longer because somebody didn't do something right it was different like the accountability as a team group atmosphere was totally something I wasn't used to but it made us better it made the team more accountable and a lot of what the team from last year has to do is be accountable they had a they struggled they didn't show up to games you know they didn't weren't mentally prepared necessarily for each matchup and they had some tight battles and they also had some blowouts where it was just you didn't even know what 
kind of Carolina team was on the floor, it was a little bit embarrassing, especially as a former student athlete. It was just one of those, like, I want you to want it more. <laughs> I want you to play a little bit harder for that jer- that you know name on the front of your jersey. And so hopefully that they are pushing for that mentality and they'll be just fine. Now, when Roy was talking about, you know, his playing schemes and things that he loves most, he talked about how the box out was something that Carolina struggled with. Rebounding was quite a sore spot for the Tar Heels last season. And he says he makes guys feel it. He doesn't try and harp on last season, but he's not shy about letting them know that the BS that he says went on last season will not occur this season. So he likes to call out the older guys who repeat the same mistakes. He said he goes harder for them, you know, when he sees the same things that he's told them over and over again, With which honestly most coaches do because you get tired of talking. I know as a former swim coach, it is annoying to have to repeat yourself. So after a while, you just, you know, whether you leave or leave a practice or you just you know, unload, <laughs> whatever have you, I can certainly see that happening from Coach Williams. He said he doesn't want the same type of behavior. He he wants a better scoring from the team this season. He said last year he told us as the media what was a struggle for Carolina basketball and what would be a difficult thing. He said, Dagummit, if we don't, and of course he said, Dagummit, if we don't believe him at this point, he doesn't know why he's in the building. And for sure, Carolina had some serious scoring woes. That was one of their biggest Achilles heels, literally all pun intended, at last year's games. They just couldn't get into a rhythm, especially with Cole Anthony and trying to figure out where he was coming into the picture. And then he went down and he was hurt for a good period. So trying to mesh all that was just very difficult. I think, you know, a lot of times we talk about these diaper dandies, these one and doneers and how they're going to fit into a scheme where they know they are going to leave. It makes it challenging, right? It makes it challenging for the other guys who are so focused on ensuring that they are kind of helping that person, but also getting theirs in. And I don't know if there was a pride thing. A lot of people are saying Cole was a great teammate. And of course, you know, these guys are always honest with us, right? So they're saying he was a great teammate. There was nothing to that. But I just think the dynamic of you have a superstar and you're considered the pips, it makes for harder gel. So I think this year, of course, the freshmen are going to come in and be superstars, what have you. But it's a collective where Garrison is still that leader. Andrew is still that leader for that team. If there were three things that Coach could definitely recall as being reasons why there was a tough season, he mentioned the injury bug, not being a great job at coaching, and then having kids not follow through with what he wanted, the feedback he provided for him, and the rest of the coaching staff, the feedback they provided to the players. So those are the three main things that we're hoping we see differently this year. You know, we want to have a healthy Carolina team because health is wealth. We all know when you miss a lot of time in college basketball, it just shifts the whole rhythm of the team the whole mentality of the team because whether or not he's a great player or he's you know the backbone the heart and soul of it it just makes it for difficulty trying to bounce back and it's not necessarily like a football where it's next man up right so we're trying to get health more importantly we're trying to make sure that Roy still has fun with it you know it's hard I don't care what anybody says. You go in year in, year out. Yes, you have fun with it, but it, it gets more and more challenging, especially when you have players who aren't necessarily used to your coaching style or don't get on board like you're used to being. We all know when you get to a certain age, we all have those grandparents, aunties, uncles who are in a certain age of thinking where, listen, it is their way or the highway. And I'm sure that is the same way for Coach Roy and his coaching style. And I don't blame him one bit, right? He has earned that right to be a little more picky when it comes to that.
So all last thing that we hope, again, we see is guys listening to the feedback of coach and following and implementing the things that he says. When he says box out, damn it, he means it the first time. And we want to make sure that we are all about the rebounds and the boards this season. That's going to be our thing. That's what I'm pouring into Carolina basketball, all about the boards, right? For, so for Carolina football, I'm all about positivity, believing the hype and, you know, backing up, being a great team. You say you're a good team. All right, let's, let's prove it on the field, right? So Carolina basketball, the same way. You have that jersey. You have that name in front of it. Let's be about what we say we're about. Carolina University of National Champions. Let's feel that energy, period. So I want to make sure I dive into what these players said. We're going to talk Carrots and Brooks. We're going to talk Andrew Playtech. We're going to talk Leaky Black. What were their conversations like to the media? But I want to say about those guys, they were really in chill mode. And I think it was because they feel like they're always on the go, just like I do some days. You know, these days, everything has to be just do everything, get busy and keep stay busy with meetings and trying to get back to normalcy, all that. But it's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. So sometimes I really just need to celebrate responsibly. That's when I reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado, is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink beer. Coors Light is one of that I choose when I need to unwind because I just sometimes I got to hit that reset button and I reach for that beer that just helps me relax and stay calm and just really get my good vibes flowing. So get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door, straight to your door. That is so awesome at get.coorslight.com. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. Leave five stars, leave a review, all that good stuff. I love talking to you guys every single day about Carolina athletics. It's going to get even crazier now that we have Carolina basketball in the mix. We're going to have media days talking about that recap. I'm going to figure out a way to nicely put it in, whether, you know, you have Mac Mondays going on. And then, you know, especially when Carolina starts playing Carolina basketball starts playing their games. We got a recap. So we're going to, you know, get that nice and organized. So you're not listening to me talk about a coach and you're assuming I'm talking about Mac Brown and I'm really talking about Roy Williams. I don't want to confuse the two because they're very two, they're two great coaches, but they have two different philosophies, two different styles, two different energies, and two completely different teams, right? So we're going to try and keep that all flowing as a nice, you know, organized thing. So we on the lookout for how we're going to break that down. And I look forward to telling you guys that soon. But let's check in with some of these players on Carolina basketball team who were ready for media day they were talking to me about their experience from last year more importantly what they're looking forward to most coming into this season Garrison Brooks one of the first on the mic was talking to us about media day and how he has just felt like he's worked you know really hard to get to this point being a senior leader and really is a vocal person I mean he says he is all in RJ Davis's face he's all in Dayron Sharp's face you're like listen he wants to get those big, those younger bigs ready to go. He's he's one of those guys where he's a vocal leader. He's going to call you out right to your face. He's going to call you out on the side, which is what, to me, right now, Carolina needs more than ever. They need those guys who not only are going to show up, you know, from a doing standpoint, but from a vocal standpoint, you need those guys who are going to harp on the other ones because it's not a game. you rather hear it from – I'd rather hear it all day long from a teammate than hear it from a coach, right? I'd rather hear some guy, you know, pull me to the side and be like, hey, bro, like this is, this is not how this is going to go. Hey, sis, this is not what we're about to do. Like we got to be better for a team because you respect it differently, right? Because you understand that they just want – 
you to be successful because they know that overall that brings team success. It's like after a while, your daddy or your auntie or your sister, like your big um, mama saying something to you hits fine. But like a cousin, brother, sister, when they speak into you, it hits differently in my opinion. But Garrison said one thing that he felt like looking at his scrawny little freshman self who couldn't hold a ball, had butterfingers to his hand. Different now, his senior leadership, who is arguably one of the best big men in the ACC. He said he feels like hard work and dedication have been the biggest improvements since he's been there, which I agree. Listen, I'm not going to pick bones about it here. I'm going to tell y'all, you know, it's truth moment. Uh, keep it real. Like I always do on this podcast. I was not a Garrison Books fan. I talked so much about him because I just felt like you saw all the potential and it just was not materialized. I would get so frustrated because I'm like, big man, I'm going to need you to catch that ball when you in, you know, getting ready to score. I'm going to need you when you're in the post. I need you to use two hands <laughs> and capitalize on your big miss and do that for me. I was I would go, I would light him on fire. Then I got to know him, got to have a conversation with him, got to meet the man. And I, you know, obviously it had nothing to do with who he was as a person. I just think performance-wise, he was not living up to who I knew and felt like he could be. And now I'm just seeing the senior leadership again continue to grow and blossom. He really is a great dude. He really does, you know, love to give back to his community. He sees bigger picture beyond basketball. And I really am just proud to, again, continue that Carolina student-athlete legacy of just knowing that you have good crop over there in Chapel Hill. So Garrison is now one of my favorites. I'm rooting for him. <laughs> I am rooting for him. If you heard a tape of me talking about it, about him, you know, whatever, I'll stand by it because I didn't know any better but growth. We're all growing here, okay? So that's that on that. Now, when I think about Andrew Playtech, again, someone who I had to, you know, get to know. I, he wasn't on my first frame of mind when I'm trying to think about Carolina basketball. I was a little bit checked out because I was a little frustrated. But Andrew, has he's trying to get back in his rhythm. But one thing I like about Andrew is he doesn't mince words about what kind of leader he is, and I appreciate that. He is not a Garrison Brooks type. He doesn't necessarily have that vocal leadership that he throws out there. But he says that he is a player who is all about accountability in terms of leading from doing. So leading by example is one thing that I think a lot of people don't, you know, take hard to, or a lot of people think, hmm, let me try that. Let me try this again. Yep. <laughs> it's a little later in the day, so I'm, not, I'm struggling with my words, but being a leader by example is something that I think people don't take in accountability enough because it's one thing to be barking in somebody's face. It's one thing to, you know, be a talent and have the talent. But if you're not putting in the work the same way, if you're not trying to be the best person, you know, for the rest of the group, it really doesn't mean much. So I, I appreciate people who are servant leaders who make sure they are going out there and doing the work that they want others to do as well. And so that's what Andrew is. And he recognizes that last year they didn't show up to play. They weren't mentally always there there for games and he wants Garrison and himself to show that it can be done the right way he wants to go out on top and I think that's every senior right you want to show that you shift the culture or you brought it back to normalcy with which is what you know elitism that is Carolina basketball but he wants to bring that back he wants guys to really be aware of what Carolina basketball is all about trying to do and leave a legacy that on paper it might statistically not be the best you know, Carolina team we ever see again. If it's not, obviously, if it's not a national championship, it won't necessarily be the best team we ever see. But can it still be that program that, you know, makes guys want to be better for themselves beyond basketball? Can it be, you know, academically sound? Can it be guys who improve steadily or, you know, want to come back and improve their game? They want to stay. They don't have this extreme transfer issue or injury bug, all that. Can they take care of their health? Can they eat great? 
all that nutritionally? Can they be sound to be the best players they can on the court? And so that's hopefully what we'll see out of this Carolina team. I don't really have, you know, the record predictions for them, but I just, I know that from talking to Andrew and Garrison, it'll be a extremely well-led senior leader, seniorly, senior led team. And I look forward to seeing those guys really just improve and continue the culture of excellence. That is Carolina basketball. Final guy that I wanted to mention, Leaky Black, who a lot of people say is the glue of the team. Like I said, there's always one guy that you extremely love that you know without him, it's a different team. It's a different energy. You all have that. Everybody's had that one guy on the team or one, you know, female rather, where you just without them, it just makes for a different, different time, right? Whether they're the best person on the team. You know, they're the elite person. They always do great. They always win. They just make winning and excellence seem like so as a regular routine for them. Or you have, you know, the person who's not the greatest, got to kind of give that Rudy vibe, who probably is a walk-on, but when they get behind, you know, that uniform, they are something different. They motivate you to want to be better because they go in every day now and know they don't have the kind of talent as you have and are still willing to put in that work. And that's what I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, Leaky, ha- Leaky unfortunately, has just been hit with that injury bug because damn if he don't have the talent which he absolutely does it just seems like he cannot stay healthy consistently but he spoke with the media talking about how he changed everything about his nutrition his workout themes his physicality he's trying to get back and be available most available all the time for his team which is going to be critical it's going to make or break the team emotionally like you know you not only as a teammate you want to see your friend healthy you know that he brings a different energy and different skill set to the lineup. And I think that's what a lot of guys saw last year when he goes down and just changes the scheme, you get frustrated and you feel like you have to step up more and then you don't. And it's just like, it just spirals, right? So having someone consistently there for you is going to be critical for this team because they need it. They're going to need those freshmen are going to need people who are still on the court and not just, you know, cheering from their business suits and need guys who are going to be on the floor with them so hopefully we will see leaky out there as much as possible as again i mentioned he's that glue and he is that rock that's going to keep everything together final thoughts on carolina basketball again no real predictions but i do think that this carolina team is going to be better because it's well led and i do think that these freshmen are going to bring a new spark a new energy kind of revive and with the 2020 season like we all know it could just be anything and playing indoors is going to be crazy and i'm hoping that you know we'll get a season like we've we've been blessed with having a couple hiccups in carolina football but overall we've had season week in and week out so with more games and more opportunities for you know positive tests and people not available it's going to be interesting I doubt that we'll see anybody in the Dean Dome, but for safety reasons, I don't know necessarily that they need to be there because you have multiple games, you know, most people in and out, more opportunities to get sick or what have you, and it's flu season, the winter time, and all that good stuff. So I'm just hoping that guys are able to, you know, be smart, especially when those cold, wear your toboggan, <laughs> feeling like an auntie right now, take care of your body, take care of your health so you can be accessible for game day. So that is that on Carolina basketball. Up next, we will talk Matt Brown and the Carolina Tar Heels when it comes to that football field. What are they going to bring to Keenan Stadium on Saturday against the Wolfpack? We'll discuss it next on Locked on Tar Heels. Rock Auto's chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing the prices based on what the market will do. 
RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Final thoughts of the day as we wrap up here on Locked On Tar Heels podcast. Make sure you download, subscribe to anywhere you listen to podcasts. Appreciate y'all listening this long into the show. We're going to talk Mac Brown as we gear up for the Carolina game on Saturday. Football is playing the Wolfpack. It should be a great game. High noon. All the energy, all the rivalry feel. Two ranked teams, the first time since 1993. All the good feel, good story. It's either going to be a great game because everyone typed it up to be that, or it's going to be, you know, a crapshoot and everyone's drunk during the day. And I don't don't mean like you know obviously drinking back cores light but in the sense of people were just doing whatever and whenever so mac brown had his midweek check-in let's talk about this some key takeaways i took from listening to him and just how he's prepping for this team he really wants <laughs> it's on the media i felt like he was blaming us a little bit when it comes to still focusing on fsu's win or yeah fsu's win our loss and i think it's a lot of to do with guys are trying to move on because of the way the media schedule is he said, you know, honestly, guys want to talk about it on Sunday and then they don't want to talk about it again, which I totally get. Listen, when you're when you've lost, you don't want to carry it because you know you have some more to come. Right. You have a full season left. It's still we're at the halfway point, but there's still a lot of ball to be played. You don't want to keep dwelling on things. You don't want to keep dwelling on your first big loss of the season. Right. Your first loss and not only was it a loss, but it was kind of bad. So. Having to, you know, keep rehashing what could have happened, what should have been done. And it's like you mentally, you've checked out from that. You're over here watching film on different schemes for the Wolfpack and you haven't talked about what the Seminoles did to you. So I do think that, yeah, sure, we could have, you know, Sunday availability for players on. We could have, yeah, Sunday availability for players. But at the same time, I like how these guys are able to keep it short when it comes to talking about FSU and then move on. We obviously had Sam Howell talk to us, Javante Williams, guys who are just like, okay, you know, X, Y, Z happened, but we're not going to sit here and dwell on it and we're not going to make it a big thing because at the end of the day, it is what it is. Everybody holds an L sometimes in their life and that's just what that is. But Mac Brown, you know, obviously was talking about the missed tackling and a lot of us in the media have harped on that again. I feel like he was just feeling about media that day. Well, I don't know. <laughs> he was feeling a little ways about media, but he was talking about missed tackling and how it's different. It's when you look at the grand scheme, when you look at the full scope of missed tackles, you're talking about missed tackling on guys who like Khalil Herbert, who are literally leading the AC in the nation when it comes to rushing. So yeah, of course, a lot of people are missing him. <laughs> it's not just Carolina. You look at Hidden Hooker, who is arguably one of the best quarterbacks besides Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion, in the ACC. So yes, of course, missing him is going to happen. You look at Jordan Travis, who is someone who was slept on for a lot of the season and were the entire Seminoles team. And yes, you miss tackles once again. So when it all shakes out and you take time to read, this, look at the film and look at you know where some talent is, of course, there's missed tackle for talent. But I feel like that sparks, or it should spark, the Tar Heels to want to really you know, hone in on having to wrap up some strong players, especially this weekend. Ricky Persons, a top running back for NC State Wolfpack. He is going to be somebody that we have to wrap up swiftly because if we don't, he's going to run all over us all day long. And, you know, again, we go back to guys with chips. Guys with chip on their shoulder always want to play harder, especially for rivalry games. They always want to go a little bit over the edge. And so I think Ricky's going to have a great game because he's healthy for one of the first times, you know, in his Wolfpack career for a consistent amount of time. And so he will be someone that we have to keep our eye on. Um, Bailey Hockman, again, we want to give him time in the pocket because we know if he looks around long enough, he's going to throw an interception. But 
if we want to sack him. I'm fine with that too. I think our sack game could use a little improvement. So I just, I'm hoping that this is a big day for defense. I'm really praying that this is the game where defense says, despite what everyone has said about us, despite all the love being shown to our offensive side of the ball, I think this is going to be defense's game where they say we're tired of being talked about in the media. We're tired of coaches heckling us. Like we're ready to be at the next level. Again, we saw with FSU, they blanked them in the second half of the game. It's possible, right? Trey Morrison has had two really good picks this year. You know, we didn't necessarily capitalize capitalize on it in the FSU game, but still, we have great opportunities to be successful. So I'm sincerely hoping that emotionally Carolina can get back in its, out of its own way defensively and just decide for itself that, hey, we're going to ball out regardless. And despite what everyone's saying about us, we're going to come back this game and really prove. And I hope they come out with the same energy of the second half of the FSU game as they did, as they do for this game. So that's my key takeaways from Mac Brown's presser and just in terms of not only trying to get over losses, let's get them done and rolling, but how are we going to really spark this defense? I would love to hear your thoughts. How do you think the defense can get better more importantly, who do you think needs to step up? I think some guys have had some solid games so far this season, but overall, who do you feel like should be going to the next level? Like we're ready to take it up three notches. So let's have that conversation and really tackle literally who can do that for us here. Tomorrow's show is going to be special. We're going to have a crossover episode with Locked on Wolfpack because we're in state and Kenton Gibbs is the host of that show and he is a local as well as I am. We're going to be able to talk really about the two teams, the rivalries, and what it all means and just the head-to-head matchups. He's actually a former player for the care for Lord, let me not say that. He's actually a former player for NC State, so he knows exactly what it feels like to be in the trenches of Chapel Hill and what it means to play in this rivalry game. So we'll have a conversation with him, full episode. So you'll get all of that all day. And he loves to talk our heads off. So, you know, I think it should be a fun show. I look forward to seeing you guys um tomorrow. I look forward to seeing you in my mentions talking to me about your defensive players you have. And also what your what your playlist is. Go ahead and get there, get ready for it. I want you to drop it on me. Let me know top five songs you want to hear going into Saturday's matchup against, you know, some good rivalry, you know, big, I don't know, big energy songs that we want to play going into Saturday. Let's talk about it tomorrow here on Locked on Tar Heels. Look forward to seeing you. Make sure you stay smart. <sighs> I can't say that over and over again. Make sure you stay smart. Make sure you be safe. Make sure you wear your mask. And above all else, as always, like I love to say, go heel. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.